from 89.7 WUWM, Milwaukee's NPR. This is the Chancellor's Report, featuring Mark Monet, Chancellor of the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee. Here's your host, WUWM General Manager, John Hess. Welcome to the UWM Chancellor's Report. I'm your host, WUWM's General Manager, John Hess. On today's Chancellor's Report, we'll talk about what life is like for our military and veteran students returning to UWM, two military and veteran students, and the MAVRC director and co-director share their perspectives on their multiple roles and experiences at UWM. Joining Chancellor Monet today is Yolanda Medina, MAVRC Director of UWM's Military and Veterans Resource Center. And Yolanda, why don't you introduce your co-director as well? Yes, I'd like to introduce James Groovy Cocroft. He is the Assistant Director at the Military and Veterans Resource Center, 20-year Navy veteran. Um, Yes, I am uh, a a parent of a Panther, so I'm very happy to to be on this call um, to, to be able to highlight some things for my perspective and also from the perspective of um, being a parent also of a panther. Yolanda and Groovy, we're so nice so nice of you to join us. I also want to introduce and bring into the conversation Erica Herrera, a U.S. Air Force National Guard Staff Sergeant with 13 years of military service. She is a 2020 undergraduate with a degree in human resources from UWM. She's currently in uh, enrolled in the executive MBA program. And Corey Washington, a U.S. Marine Corps veteran with four years of service in the Mojave Desert and in Japan. He is an undergraduate enrolled in the BA in finance and economics program at UWM. He also works at the uh, MAVRC uh, uh, Center, and he's president of the Veterans Students Association on campus. Uh, Erica and Corey, so nice to have you on the program as well. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. It's nice to be here. So, What I would like to do is talk a little bit about having um, the return from the military to the to student life or going back to campus. And Mark, why don't you talk a little bit about that, how important having folks with military experience are to the is to the diversity of uh, campus life? Thanks, John. Great to be here. I've really been looking forward to this conversation. Um, You nailed it, John, when you talked about not just the history, but the transition out of the military into campus. It's not easy. Um, And and that's something that we recognized. Actually, I've been here a long time. I don't go back to the 60s, but I do go back to the 80s. And many of my colleagues, when I became chancellor, many of the retirees talked to me about how it all began in Vietnam, where a lot of students did not come back to society and find that they were particularly well, a lot of veterans did not come back and find uh, campuses to be the most welcoming. And we took a very different stance on that. We said it's too important given the service, uh, given the commitments that these individuals have made to our society. Um, And we took a different tack and we've always been something that we consider to be military friendly and want to be supportive. So today we have twice as many military veterans as any other campus in the state of Wisconsin. And Yolanda, our director of Maverick, the Military and Veterans Resource Center, and Groovy can talk in more detail 
about how our rankings have improved, the recent status that we've achieved uh, as recently as earlier this year, uh, just wonderful things uh, as a result of the dedicated efforts. Um, but I can talk more later about the rich, the enrichment that's provided by having so many veterans on campus, but we feel it's our duty to, to serve and, and help them um, who've helped us uh, out. So that transition is really important. And we've got some great staff here um, that can talk about what we've done. So Yolanda and Groovy, tell me a little bit more about, you know, how do you recruit people to your center when they come on campus? What are they looking for and what can yours, what can you provide for them to, to help support them in their, in their education? Well, our first connection with our students is through the Transfer Student Orientation Program. And we go and specifically speak to the group as a whole and then to the military and veteran specific group. We bring them directly into Maverick so that they can see our space, meet our staff, and see the resources and services that we can provide for them. We also bring in the other military-related offices, the Education Benefits Office, Veterans Upward Bound, um, vet success on campus and as many as many other resources as we can find so that they can see UWM is fully equipped to meet their needs academically and non-academically. And Groovy, can you talk a little bit about your experience and your experience with vets on campus? Yes, sir. Um, with me being the assistant director and also being um, that I was a student at UWM, um, we um, we have a unique um perspective of how things are hard for trans for the transition point for students. So um, we tell them um, about how our experiences were was on campus. And then that's how we kind of um, help them along to let them know that they um, are not alone with um, that transition. And um, if there's anything that they need um, just to come to us directly. And then um, if we don't know the answer, we will find out for them um, because it's, it's, it's ever shifting sand of policies with the with the with, with the VA and and, uh, and the benefits. So we so we we have to constantly um, up our game up to make sure that we provide the, the best product for those students. Erica and and Corey coming out of the military and uh, coming back to or going into the campus life, obviously there's a uh, there's a huge difference between the military and campus and and um, wh what do you and, and maybe Erica let's start with you what do you see your um, your basically your mission coming out of the military coming in going into campus and what do you want to provide maybe for your kids or for your your folks around you your family uh, to show them about the transition from military life to to campus life and to in some ways you know civilian life well, I'm currently still in the Air National Guard, so I'm still currently serving with the 128th. So transitioning, I'm still in, so there has been no transition for me. Um, but I will tell you that there is a difference between military school and civilian school. So being, you know, UWM it is one of the best schools to be in because you guys accommodate us in terms of our either National Guard uh, status or training dates that we have to get off. Um, like right now, I'm in the executive MBA program, and that program, there are days that because it falls on a Saturday, I have to somehow work my way around it or do virtual, and they're very understanding. So that's what I, I love about UWM. And But the transition for me is having to understand civilian school and being able to apply 
both civilian and military both together wherever I am, whether it's in civilian job or it's military job, being able to put or, or integrate both of them together. Corey, what's your experience been like? So when I got out of the Marines in 2012, I actually jumped right back into school um, a little eager and it didn't go as well because I didn't have a time to adjust to kind of reacclimate and, and discover a network that would be more supportive of a personality that's transitioning from active duty to a student civilian life. Um, so I ended up dropping out fairly quickly and kind of taking more trade routes because I was trained as a mechanic in the Marines and it served me well for a little while. And then when I started back here at UWM in 2018, it was a whole different ballgame. I met Groovy at the uh, adult and transfer student orientation. We kind of hit it off over the irony of our tattoos. Navy guy with a bulldog and a Marine with an anchor. Um, and then ended up just being drawn to him and Maverick and uh, Yolanda. And I've been there since. And I've found this great network where whether it's school, whether it's personal, or just looking at resources for other benefits, because there's so many for veterans and they're constantly changing, like Groovy said, that having this network has been a huge blessing. And it stresses my my wife and my daughter out with all the stuff I have to do, but they also see the hard work we've, we've been putting in and, and they're proud of me. So I'm happy to be where I'm at with UWM. Mark, you know, we talked a little bit about this diversity and, and how do you all work? Uh, does UWM and Yolanda, maybe you can answer this question too, is really work to systematically support veterans coming back to uh, to campus life is, you know, we, we you have the 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 Maverick Center, but is do you um, you know do you make sure that you have uh, some kind of a connection with everybody uh, to keep them sort of uh, connected to what they're doing? I could guess as Corey would said, it might be easy when you come back out of the military to not be able to make the transition as easily as you could. Maybe I'll start with a couple of thoughts um, from from some really campus-wide and school and college perspectives, and then ask Yolanda to really speak about some of the specific services and ways to, to systematize this. John, you asked about systematically, how do we approach this? I, I would say um, to our credit, and we're not perfect, there's always room for improvement, uh, I will tell you that. The word I would use is intentionality, deliberate efforts to support our military and veteran uh, students. The reason why that's so important is that we're incredibly diverse with respect to so many different dimensions. First generation students, LGBT, students of color, military veterans, um, religious differences, international. I could go down you know, every possible list. Um, and it's pretty important for us to support our students because of the intersectionalities, meaning that very rarely does a student have one identity. We have a lot of identities, so we try to put a lot of support together to really enable those students. But why we do this and why schools and colleges, I love, I love, you know, how we have this culture of in the business school, my home base, we've got two veterans here. This is just accidental. Yolanda and Groovy can tell you, I did not select the students, but they happen to be in programs that are near and dear to me. Um, for 25 years, I taught in the executive MBA program. It was my program. I was the associate dean of that area. So I know well, we have classes that have enrichment because of the diversity in those classes. And we have classes in the EMBA program. And Erica, you know this, um, where you can have sometimes 30 or 40% of the class 
is veterans. That brings about a whole different level of maturity, world experience, and a lot of great things. And don't think that leaders aren't really enabled and great camaraderie happens because of that. Um, now, that's just some of the reasons why we do that and some of the things that happen in our schools and colleges. School of Information Studies is another area where there's a lot of veteran support, but it takes individuals who care. And that's what I think is so important. And, and, and it's that, and it, and it comes to the financial aid, it comes to advising, it comes to the social development. And it's what I call um, culture is local. You have to have that local support. And I think that's where Maverick plays such a great job. Yolanda, would you reinforce that or take it a different Absolutely. Direction? And Maverick gets a lot of the credit because we're the forward face of what military and veteran programming is on campus. But I want to give credit credit to the Veterans Advisory Council to the Chancellor. This is a group of people, very diverse group of people from the academic and non-academic sides of UWM who meet on a regular basis to discuss all kinds of issues from how much space the ROTC students have to um, how can a single individual student get their credits um, returned to them or um, how how can we get um, better posters and billboards around campus. I mean, we speak to everything. And then Maverick is the face that brings us forward. So I'm glad to be the spokesperson, but behind the scenes, systematically, UWM has a group of people in place that truly care and are working in all areas to make the reason why students come to UWM. They are creating this without people even understanding that the this group of people exists. So I want to speak out to them and thank them for their constant support and work with our office and the other military related offices on campus. And Groovy, do you have anything to add to that? Yes, um, one thing that um, we pride ourselves in Maverick and also the VACC and all the other entities on campus is that we treat each veteran as an individual. Um, each person has an individual, have their own specific uh, set of needs. So it's not one cookie cutter mode that we um, just use on everyone. So we sit down with the veteran, we figure out exactly what they need, and then that's how we attack the, um, the, the situation because we want to make it very personable because we all were on the other side of that. Um, at one point, me, me and Michelin being in school, um, we were, you know, we're veterans. We, we kind of uh, went through this, some of the same things. So we know some of the anxieties that students will get. So we try to reassure them that that we are here for them. Um, this, this is our mission. So that's what we try to do to, to make sure that they understand that this, um, we won't leave no stone unturned to, to help them out in any type of way that they need to help us help them out. That's great. Uh, Corey and, and Erica, so tell me a little bit about how your armed services experience prepared you to come back to life as a UWM student. And maybe we talk with uh, Erica first. Well, my current uh, military career is actually human resources. So for me, having being able to bring in all of those credits to UWM is what not only empowered me, but it also gave me an option because I know another university I attempted to go to was not as friendly. Um, so how it prepared me, discipline. It gives us the ability to 
we like right now i'm the executive mba program one of my classmates was like how do you guys get it done well you give us the assignment the mission and we fulfill it we complete it we, we see it through until the very end and that's what i think is we're mission focused and it allows us to focus on what our mission is which is obviously getting good grades and fulfilling and graduating and what's the next step what's the next level so th that's how I feel prepared and still being able to um, know how to work around my entire schedule as well. Corey, what about you? Yeah, I, I definitely agree with uh, a lot of what Erica said. There's there's a lot of discipline that comes out of the military and that's really helpful, especially in times like this. Um, I think the biggest thing that helped me when I was in the Marines was being able to adapt to change at the drop of a hat, especially with the whole pandemic right now and being shifted to online to wanting to come back in person and all the constant changes is one of those where I've been able to kind of just brush it off and keep moving along. It's it's not fun, but it's something I can handle. You know, I think some of the things that you guys have mentioned about those life lessons and Mark, um, Yolanda and, and Groovy, maybe you can talk to this a little bit is that how to how do the veterans on campus, how are you, how are they able to teach some of the younger undergraduates coming on campus about this, about these traits and about the, the ability to, you know, have discipline, to be mission focused, to adapt, to change? Um, do you guys get a chance to talk to young kids coming on campus from high school, for instance, and do they ask you about this? Who wants to who wants to go? You're all shaking your head, so maybe Yolanda. Yes, I'll go first. Um, I was I did my undergrad and my master's at another school, but as an adult student, as a a student who was the same age as most of those stu other students' parents, um, I had to set an example that I wasn't better than them. I was a student with them. I was learning alongside them, that I wasn't trying to impose um, my military experience on them. So when students come into the office and say, oh, I'm sitting with these 18-year-olds talking about their puppy dogs, and I just don't know what to do. I said, what you need to do is learn. Learn from them. There is a reason why they're speaking in this way, and then you can give them some of your experience. So what I try to tell all of our students is we're in a constantly learning and shifting environment, and you need to absorb as much of this as you can. If you're in this place, it's because you need to learn from them as much as they need to learn from you. Groovy? Yeah. Um, it's funny um, we're on this subject right here because uh, at one point, me and my son was in school together, and and um, a lot of times um, I would be in some of my classes, and people will say um, James Cocroft, like like uh, I'm like yeah, that's my son. He's a junior, right? And then so I will approach them as as a peer or um you know as a student, but then I also would um advise them as a parent too because I had both um, both hats to wear, and also. I would also teach them some of the, some of the skills I learned in the military too, as far as being focused and some type of structure and stuff like this here. But it was just funny how how that kind of worked out for me and James. Um, some things I used to get from James sometimes it just cracked me up was they would send um, some things to me saying that, "Hey, you want to go to this party tonight?" I'm like, "This is his dad, so no, I'm not going to a party. He should be at home studying just like you should be at home studying." So, <laughs> 
<laughs> so that's the things I used to always do. Um, and just make sure that I recognize that I am a, um, a student along with them, but then also I'm a parent. So I would give them the, stu the, the student and parent perspective um, and kind of mentor those students in, in that way. And Mark, from an administrator and a, and a professor standpoint, what do you think the, uh, the administrators and professors at UWM get and learn from the returning veterans who come back to class and come back to campus? I think, you know, two things is I hear the students and appreciate what they're saying. And, and I consider um, both Groovy and Yolanda, um, their, their perspectives as students, as well as uh, leaders on our campus. Um, but as I listen carefully and, and, and watch what's happened, I, I can tell you from a faculty's perspective, um, there's, there's really a couple of things. One is what we've been talking about, what our students have been sharing here today. Um, you learn a lot of things in the military. You gain life experience, you know about goals. You heard mission orientation. Erica talked about, this is a mission. You heard uh, Groovy talk about what's that goal and how do we attack it? It's that focus. Um, a lot of 18 to 22 year olds, even 25 year olds don't always have that. So I think that's one. I think the other um, is, is life experience. And, and I think um, that's, that's the enrichment. Um, you know, our veterans have lived in many places in the world. Um, they bring a, an enrichment that helps all of us. It's not just other students, but faculty and staff um, really benefit. And it's not just veterans, it's, it's individuals who sometimes, believe it or not, veterans are other things too. You know, veterans can be parents. Veterans uh, can come from, from different race and ethnicities, different religions. Uh, they grew up in different places in the world. That makes us a better university. And for us to, us to listen and for us to incorporate and provide opportunities um, to have that, that's wonderful. So when we have, um, you know, uh, when, when, when we're serving um, veterans, when we, when we serve veterans and we have the week for Veterans Week, and we, we have those breakfasts. And aren't we all looking forward to that again and fighting over who gets to serve the bacon? Because nothing is nothing is better. You know, okay, I'll do the pancakes or French toast, but you know, it's not the bacon. <laughs> but when we have community members who have military and veteran backgrounds, um, that's a highlight. And for us to have um, the, the uh, Project 22 support, the kind of things that we do because of the military um, experience and, and the veteran transition issues. We know the mental health issues are quite real um, to be able to, to provide that kind of support, but to learn medically um, for us to do the types of things that we do through um, Shakespeare courses that allow uh, military and veteran students to act out the issues that, that have, have underlied and they haven't been able to, to engage before. Um, this is the Feast of Crispin that I'm referring to. It's award-winning, it's nationally recognized as one of the best ways to manage and help cope with stress and mental health issues. Um, so we do lots and lots of things like that, but we learn as we go and we can take these practices into many other fields. So the learning is huge. Um, and I gotta stop here because pretty soon the students are gonna be saying, so are you gonna pay us to go to school? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, in, in, in that regard, uh, Corey and Erica, what what uh, what advice could you be giving to uh, the chancellor or or to faculty and staff as far as um, what what we what we need to be learning more about interacting with uh, folks returning from the military and coming back on campus? Corey, you want to go? Sure, I'll go. Um, I think one of the things that I would recommend would be 
encouraging them to just openly communicate with veterans. There's several of my my instructors and professors who they go through the courses and I've had conversations, but it seems like they're not completely hearing me when I try to express some of the challenges I face more specifically as an adult student with this kind of crazy background. Um, none of it has been bad, but it's one of those where I feel like if we can just open that door a little bit further, it might help other veterans and other students on campus. Erica, what about you? I think reaching out to veterans and um, I'm not saying hold their hands, but because we are constantly being told what to do, where to go and you know what time that that literally is very important, especially when it comes to our classes, we sometimes don't even know. So, you know, being able to explain to us a little bit more and uh, patience more than patience with us. <laughs> right. Right, because it's not a one-size-fits-all environment, is it? You you all have, have different life experiences that you relay back to the campus. Well, I uh, I really appreciate you guys being here. And in the lot, just the last couple of minutes, I want to shift my focus a little bit back to the chancellor. Uh, and chancellor, I want you to talk a little bit about um, having uh, the vice president on campus yesterday. And what was that experience like? And uh, I'm sure it was something that was just thrilling for everybody. But uh, tell us a little bit more about it. Well, thanks so much, John. And uh, let me first also thank the students for being here today and uh, the leaders of Maverick, Yolanda and Groovy, Erica, Corey. Really, really important insights that you're bringing. And, and we value you and, and thank you for, for uh, your service and thank you for what you've uh, done for UWM. And I know where you're gonna go is gonna be contributing many great things to society. On the vice president front, this was a big deal for UW-Milwaukee. I think for Milwaukee uh, more broadly in the state, the reason why is because uh, she is promoting, promoting the largest government investment in research and development since World War II. We have fallen behind as a country between behind China uh, and and uh, uh, Germany, uh, Korea, and, and many other, even Eastern Europe in terms of a lot of technology advances and a lot of manufacturing work. And here we are, the manufacturing center of the country in Wisconsin, and talking about investments in our infrastructure, investments in education, that to me is a big deal. And so for her to be able to promote the research that we're doing, um, did you know, for example, we've got a Mustang, a Ford Mustang, the new electric Mustang that we're doing research on in terms of the life of batteries. So I saw for the first time the four-door electric Mustang um, Mach EV. It's a really cool vehicle and it's in our labs. Uh, we've got a wind tunnel, we've got solar energy, clean energy uh, facilities. And so that's what was being toured and that's what was being talked about personally. Uh, to be able to talk to the vice president about the kind of research, the kind of incredible students that we have serving uh, to help close the achievement and equity gaps uh, across the region, uh, to be able to talk about some of the priorities of a research and access uh, university with a great diverse student body as we're talking about today, and her recognizing that, her having done her homework, that was pretty cool. So a lot of fun, a lot of neat activities, um, but a lot of traffic around uh, the campus areas where we were when we went to get out. But thanks for asking. You bet. Um, Yolanda, uh, Corey, Erica, Groovy, I want to thank you all for being here. And Mark, as always, thank you for uh, 
doing the program and thank you for your leadership and and thank you for um, giving me the opportunity to to uh, be part of this program today. Um, you have been listening to the Chancellor's Report uh, and with uh, UW Chancellor Mark Monet and uh, I am John Hess, the General Manager of WUWM. I want to thank you for listening and please join us next month. You've been listening to The Chancellor's Report, featuring Mark Monet, Chancellor of the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee. If you'd like more information, go to uwm.edu slash chancellor.